Welcome to the Journal Star News Podcast. I'm Zach Plahacek. Um, today I'm here with uh, Rhodes, uh, sorry, not Rhodes, Transportation Thank Director you, Kyle Schneeweiss. Uh, they just changed the name recently, if you didn't know. Um, and today we're going to talk about speed limits. Um, specifically, there's a bill in the legislature this year, I believe it's LB 1009, from uh, Senator uh, John Morante of Gretna that would allow Kyle's department, the Department of Transportation, to raise speed limits on state highways, including Interstate 80. Uh, so, Kyle, for those who aren't familiar with the bill, can you explain how this would work and where we're likely to see higher speeds? Sure. Well, thank you for your interest. Uh, we, yeah, you thanks know, for the, coming on. <laughs> well, when we, yeah, and when we, when we started the discussion at the department about speed limits a couple of years ago, it never really occurred to at least me that uh, once we got to the point of legislation that there would be so much interest. And I don't, I, it, just, it just surprised me a little bit. I guess now looking back, I shouldn't have been, but... Uh, speed limits are something that lots of people care about, I'm learning. So the bill, uh, going back a couple years, we started doing some research on speed limits in our state. And what we found is, and, and we had been getting a lot of questions about, in rural Nebraska, there's a lot of inconsistencies. And so you'll be driving across a Nebraska and, and a highway will be 60 miles an hour. You'll get to a community, you'll get to the other side of the community, and now it's 65. And to the to the uh, layman's eye, it looks the same. The road looks the same. It's got the same shoulders. It's got the same uh, everything. Yet the speed limits changed, and so people were complaining because they never knew what the speed limit actually was. And so we started doing some more research about it, and we've studied about 4,000 miles of highways and have determined that after uh, after so much research, we can raise the speed limit to 65 and make it consistent across all of Nebraska. And that's really the impetus behind the bill. There are some other things that it does, which we can talk about, but. Most of the bill, that's what it is. And um, we've been raising those speed limits across uh, uh, over the last two years. We've raised about 1,500 miles of those 4,000 that we've studied to very little fanfare, I might add. Uh, it makes a lot of sense to the people that are driving those highways. And what we've determined is that, that um, we, can, we can raise it and we don't need to continue to do all this research. We can just do it. And legislatively, that's what the bill does. And that makes it much simpler for us. Right now, the law says we have to, uh, to do a, uh, an actual study on every mile of, of highway before we can raise it to 65, and we've determined we've done enough. Let's make it 65, and then we'll, we'll use our judgment to keep it at 60 where, where we need to. And so really, it's almost about just efficiency at this point. It's getting what we're already doing done much, much faster. Okay, and and the thing that that uh, being from Omaha originally and and being the you know the major roadway in the state, I think the thing a lot of people are aware of and care about mm -hmm. is the interstate change. Sure. How does that work? Did that did that need a bill to happen? Sure. Well, and uh, and as that it has gotten the most attention, no no question. And it's the it's I eighty is is the backbone of our highway system. It's the road everybody drives and knows about. Uh, so that piece. It being a speed limit bill, there was some conversations about could we do something on I-80 because other states have done it, so that, that question was raised. At the department, we didn't feel we were in a position to recommend that today. And so we said, well, we would certainly be willing to study it, and if, if after that study uh, we determined we could raise it, we'd be willing to do that. And so that got put into the bill. Uh, we're supportive of that concept uh, of studying it. That's what we like to do at the department. We, we want to be able to make sure that from our engineering perspective, safety perspective, we're comfortable. We are not there yet. Mm -hmm. And so what the bill does is allow us to do that study and then make that change if we determine that's okay. So right now there's a cap in the law that says you can only go up to 75? Correct, okay. that's correct. And this would allow you to go up to 80 if you felt it was responsible? Exactly, okay. and, and it's almost how the bill is, or the, the statutes are designed today for rural highways at 60. We're allowed to go to 65 if with a study, and that's what we've been doing. 
And so this would just make that transition on the interstate and let us study that. Um, does the minimum speed limit change on the interstate if you raise the maximum? We would likely have to do that. I think that's something our team would need to look into as part of the analysis is I think the minimum today is 40 miles an hour and, uh, and the max is 75. That's a pretty big discrepancy. I know if you've ever driven on the interstate and come up on somebody who's driving much less low than the speed limit, you kind of go, holy, what, this, this guy is dangerous because he's driving so slow. That's actually uh, something we'd have to consider. But it, that piece, if I could, that's the heart of speed limits, is that you want to get the speed limit set so that everybody's driving the same speed. And if you ever come up on somebody who's driving too slow and thought, that is not safe, that's right. It's not as safe as getting everybody at the same speed. And so when we set speed limits, that's what we try to do, is set them at, a, at, the, at the speed that everybody's driving uh, already. And, and, uh, and so that's really what the bill does. That's part of the, the, the research we do, is, is to determine, yeah, we can raise this from 60 to 65 because everybody's already driving 64. Tell me a little bit more about that research and, and what it involves. So we look at a lot of things, but the number one thing we look at is the free flow speed. So how fast is uh, a, a, an unimpeded vehicle traveling? And we, we measure that over the course of a, of a full day or two, and then we can say, okay, here's what most of the people, we call it the 85th percentile, here's what 85% of the people are driving. And that's what we try to set the speed limit. And, that, and that's been uh, a national best practice for decades and uh, and it can be counterintuitive sometimes you think well if we slow people down with the speed limit we'll we'll have a, a safer roadway well so what we've found and what the research has found is that that really setting the speed limit at the speed that everybody's traveling is the best way because you eliminate that discrepancy so uh, research tells us that many people just drive and they don't know what the speed limit is and you just you just drive in because the road speaks to you it tells you how fast you can drive because it's flat i can see forever i got a nice shoulder there's not much traffic around me I, this is how fast i feel comfortable driving almost uh for lots and lots of people that is the speed that we try to set the speed limit out uh, because that's what everybody's driving and that's the best way if you lower it some people are still going to be doing that other people are going to know oh the speed limit here is only 55 so i'm going to drive that and now you get that discrepancy, and that's when we, we, we find that uh, we've got problems. So there's the people like me who are driving 80 right now all the time. And, I mean, don't we just start to drive 85 then? So you'd be surprised. Again, sometimes it's counterintuitive. The research indicates that that's not the case. You probably drive 80 because that's about where you feel comfortable. And others are driving about that, and everybody feels comfortable. Uh, we have found that when we have raised the speed limit five miles an hour, that oftentimes the average speed doesn't go up. It goes up maybe a mile per hour or two. Uh, it doesn't go up the full five. And, and when Nebraska raised the speed limit from 65 to 75, you'd think, okay, everyone's now going to drive 10 miles an hour faster. Uh, the data shows we averaged four miles an hour faster afterwards. And so I would expect it might tick up a little bit because some of those people are uh, diligently following the speed limit, but most people are going to continue to drive the speed that they feel comfortable. So, so when the, this bill had its hearing, and I mean we've heard enough about it already, but but there are groups that don't like the speed limit change. There, there, uh, the trucking industry came out against it, and obviously the highway safety people mm -hmm. came out against it. And the two arguments that I've heard them raise are uh, fuel efficiency mm -hmm. and safety. Yep. It'll lead to more severe crashes and deaths. Is that? I mean, it, are they wrong? Is it a balancing of pros and cons? Well, I'd like to talk about those two issues separately. So yeah. first, the tr the trucking folks, and and I I, I certainly. I'm very sensitive to their argument that many trucking companies govern their trucks at 63, 64, 65 miles per hour, which means they, for fuel efficiency, the company says this truck will not travel faster than that. 
And so we're very sensitive to that because a large portion of our vehicles on the highway are can't go any faster than that. For most of the bill, uh, that is right in line with what, what we expect because we want to get to 65 on most of the rural highways. That's right in line with where the truckers are at today. Uh, there is a piece that would raise the speed limit to 70 miles an hour on our four-lane expressways. These are roads like 81, 275, not the interstate, but four-lane roads other than the interstate. And uh, so we'd be going a little faster on the speed limit than the truckers uh, are governed, but it's a four-lane facility. We think we can operate that in that manner, and the average speeds on those highways today are 68 and 69 miles an hour. So 70-mile-an-hour speed limit makes a lot of sense. When you get to the interstate piece, I think that is where we need to do some research. And, and again, the, the bill doesn't just raise it automatically to 80 miles an hour. We'd have to research it. One of the things we'd have to do is spend some time with the trucking industry to make sure we understand uh, how this impacts would impact them and whether or not something that's appropriate. In terms of the, the argue, other arguments about safety, I think those are good arguments. I, I think that they're, again, it's counterintuitive at times. And the engineering and the research tells us that getting everybody in a more consistent speed is the safest thing to do. And that's what we've been doing. Uh, as I said, we, we've, we've changed it on 1,500 miles already. And, uh, and we haven't had a lot of, uh, of pushback from communities or, or folks because we think it makes a lot of sense and Nebraskans do. So I, I think I appreciate those advocates. We work with them on a lots and lots of issues and we care a lot about the same things. In this case, we disagree. We believe the engineering uh, tells us that we can, we can accomplish this without, uh, without damaging safety. If this were to pass, what would you say would be the soonest that we might see that stretch of I-80 from Lincoln to Omaha bump up to 80? So our, our first step would be to, to get the 60 to 65 piece taken care of, and that we think that'll take us a few months. We're, we're prepared to go. There, we, there are some places. One of the things the bill does is allow us to not raise it to 65 if we determine it. It's, that's inappropriate. So we'll have to do some research to, to identify those locations. I expect that would take uh, through the fall probably, and then our next step would be to go research I-80. Uh, it may be never, Zach. We may never raise the speed limit to 80, regardless of what this bill says we can do. Uh, it's something that our our folks take very seriously. Uh, that That's something I think that's been a little bit surprising to me is some of the, the conversations uh, are that, you know, we're trying to measure travel time savings versus lives. Uh, that is not an equation that we do at the department. We don't think about travel time savings. You didn't hear me mention that when I talked about the research. We don't think how much time can people save. We think about what's the best and way to operate the system in, a, in the safest way. And, uh, and so that conversation about, uh, about those pieces of it, I think, has, has distracted away from the engineering and the research mm -hmm. side of it. So we'll focus on that piece. We'll take it very, very seriously. We have some of the best traffic engineers around work here at the department they've made a career out of these kinds of decisions we don't take them lightly tell me about the other piece of this bill that people might be less familiar with um, the super twos sure uh, what what are super twos and what does this bill do to so a them? super two highway is is essentially a two-lane uh, facility uh, that would that has passing lanes every five six seven miles and nice wide shoulders it's a it's an upgrade from your typical two-lane road and it provides that uh, knowledge that if I'm if I'm stuck behind a uh, slow-moving truck, you don't have to take a risk because in three miles I'm going to have a passing lane and I'll be able to do it. And and we have a few examples of this kind of facility in Nebraska already. If you go south of Nebraska City on Highway 75, you'll see some. 
but what we're doing with the Super 2 is committing to saying long stretches of, of highway will be upgraded to this, uh, this style of, of highway. They're popular in other states. I came from Kansas. Uh, we've got a, a few of them there. Um, and we've identified a few locations in Nebraska where that we think they're a good fit. And what, what, there's a lot of uh, folks who would like to see four-lane highways in their communities. Uh, and, and we would love to build more four-lane highways where we can. This is a way to provide some of the benefits of that at much lower cost. And, and in fact, in many cases, it's probably a more appropriate solution uh, than going a full four lanes. And why, explain to me, because I, I am a nerd about this, why do you need to change the law to enable that? So the, we don't need to change the law except to, uh, to define what it is. And that helps our, it helps our engineers. It helps us from a, from a legal perspective in terms of, and it helps us standardize. So we can say, this road is designated this way. So it's an expressway, it's the interstate, it's a, state, it's a uh, rural highway. Uh, this is another designation that allows us to just bring some consistency to how we approach it. And is there, I mean, is there, a, is this just your vision or is there a reason why we weren't doing more of these before? Well, I think, I think it's, um, it's something that when I came to Nebraska, we started the conversation and, and um, to see if it was something that would, that would work for us here in Nebraska. And I think we learned that it would. And, and you, you have conversations with communities who've been saying, we need a four lane from here to here. And we've been saying it for 40 years. And so after 40 years, you kind of say, well, maybe we need to explore a different solution. And, uh, and Nebraskans were sensitive to I mean, Nebraskans are fiscally responsible folks. They're pragmatic. And this is a pragmatic way to try and to, to modernize our infrastructure uh, when we have limited resources. Okay. That's all for us today. Thanks to Kyle Schneeweiss, Director of the Nebraska Department of Transportation. Uh, thanks also to Lauren Bedalek of Lincoln for the music. And, of course, to all of you for listening. Um, you can find this podcast on uh, iTunes and other major podcasting sites by searching Lincoln Journal Star. We also encourage you to check out our Husker Extra podcast and, of course, follow updates on the latest news and sports from journalstar.com. Uh, have a great day. Thank you.